New York City morgues over capacity, teen dies from coronavirus, and Hillary Clinton attacks Trump. We're going to get into all these lies and BS and more. Welcome to America the Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Saladino. This is the weekly episodes. Every Saturday, we interview somebody from around the country. Now, let's get into this. AOC has another freakout meltdown. Check it out. What did the Senate majority fight for? One of the largest corporate bailouts with as few... If you're listening to this and you can't see, she's flapping... Oh, jeez. She's flapping her arms up and down like, like a bird. ...brings as possible in American history. Shameful. The greed. She keeps jumping. I, I, she keeps jumping and slamming her hands down like a toddler having a temper tantrum because they're, they're not receiving attention from mom and dad or they're not getting a toy that they want. That is the type of kid temper tantrum she's giving. Uh, that fight is wrong for crumbs for our families. And the option that we have is to either let them suffer with nothing or to allow this greed and billions of dollars which will be left. See, I caption this when, you're, when, you're, when your mom doesn't buy you the new toy all your friends have. ...to trillions of dollars to contribute to the largest income inequality gap in our future. There should be shame about what was fought for in this bill. And the-, you know, the thing is, like, she's very passionate. She's a very passionate person. That's okay. That's good. But she dials it up too much. The choices that we have to make. What did the Senate majority... She's just, she's just too incoherently moving and flailing around. That's, that's the problem with AOC. It's like, good, you're passionate. Be passionate about something. But, hey, at least be educated about what you're passionate about because she's, she's not. At least be coherent on what you're passionate about because she's not. At least come off coherently. Don't come off like a flailing idiot, like a toddler. When you're passionate about something, come off like a civil human being, a civil adult. We're going to play it one more time. We're just going to watch it. What did the Senate majority fight for? One of the largest corporate bailouts with as few strings as possible in American history. See, the thing is, if, if you're watching this with no audio, with, with, uh, with, with no audio, it looks 10 times more ridiculous. If you're, if I'm going to play it out with no audio. It just looks 10 times ridiculous. If you're listening to it, it sounds like passion. If you're viewing it only, it looks like idiocracy. But if you're doing both, it kind of brings you down to the middle a little bit more. It's actually hilarious. I'm watching it right now. It, it is actually hilarious. Uh, if you want to go to my Twitter, if you're listening to this broadcast, uh, you, can, you can go watch it there. Somebody goes, she's channeling her inner Greta. She's trying to be cute at the same time. She's acting. GOP wants to give money to corporations and not the workers. I, I do I do agree with that. I, I don't want to get into too much about the stimulus plan. Let's make this about AOC. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that, I mean that, that's about it. That's, that's pretty much all I got to say about, about AOC. She just does these antics all the time. It's nothing new. This Michigan Democrat absolutely loses her freaking mind. Haley Stevens, check this out who have no I, re, I request 30 more seconds and because I rise before you adorning the these gentleman from Maryland is recognized not for personal tension not for I, personal tension but to I, encourage I, you to take gentlemen, the I'm going to give you more time so they're they're telling her no like stop she's requesting more time they're saying no she keeps talking she keeps flailing that's not how you conduct your I'm flailing my arms around now because of that damn AOC video I watched She's not conducting herself properly. Let's keep listening. The gentleman from Maryland is recognized. 
The, the gentle lady is out of order. I yield. So she's out of order. They're they're trying to get to the next person because everybody's got to have their time. I'm not sure how much they can how they conduct these things, but it's clear that she is she's out of order and she's not conducting herself properly. The gentle lady, 30 additional seconds. The gentlewoman is recognized for an additional 30 seconds. I mean, I, I don't want to beat up on women too much, but I'm, I'm sorry, women, that this is what you have representing women in in the house, a representative. She, they, she just glends to all the women, the bad women stereotypes of just yelling, being irate and irrational. She's, she's adding to that. Like, this is what you got. This is what you elected, this lunatic. Those who have not come before you, similar times of trying medical need, wars and flus pass. You will see darkness. You will be pushed. And our society needs you to stand together at this time. Our country loves you to our doctors and our nurses. See, the problem is I don't even know what she is talking about. The, the, it's because she's acting so irrational. She might actually have a message that I agree with. But the problem is she's yelling, acting irrationally, not listening to the, to the court. And that's the problem. Everything she says kind of goes out the window because you're like, wow, now this is just a crazy person talking. The gentle lady's time has expired. The gentleman from Maryland is is reserved. The gentleman from she's like trying so hard to make like I'm wearing these latex gloves to show that you should not be afraid. Like she's trying to get this like whole movement going of wearing latex gloves because trying to fish it in there so fast. But that's not how you go about creating a movement of wearing gloves to represent something. You can't just scream and yell it and make it go in there. You you got to you got to you got to present it properly. You're ruining everything that you're trying to make. From Texas is recognized. The gentleman from Texas is now recognized. The gentle lady from Michigan is out of order. This is the scary part is these are the people running our country. These are the people voting on bills. These are the people that are supposed to be representing us. The gentle lady from Michigan is out of order. The gentle lady from Michigan is no longer recognized. The gentle lady from Michigan is no longer recognized. The gentleman. See, that's 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 the sad part. Is once you understand that the people running our country—not all of them, a lot of them, maybe most of them—are actual losers, complete utter losers who have done nothing in their personal lives, accomplished nothing, especially the Democrats, because for some reason they favor mediocrity. They, they vote for losers like Eric Swalwell. They vote for losers like AOC and that whole squad who've accomplished nothing in their personal life, who've done nothing, have minimal life experience. They'll vote for those people because of feelings and, and emotions and passion, but they don't actually know anything. They don't know anything about conducting themselves civilly. They don't know anything about doing business. They don't know anything about how the world works. They don't know how to interact with people on a professional level because they never had to before. And those are, that's scary because those are people that are in our government that are making decisions that affect everybody, that affect people on a global scale. You get AOC and her Green New Deal proposal. It's just the most ridiculous thing in the world. I don't know how anybody can possibly think that that is a coherent bill that that should be passed. It is ridiculous. And that is what we're dealing with people in our government. 
You need to vote those people out. I don't care if they're left. I don't care if they're right. You need to vote people out like that that are just irrational, who have no real-world experience, who could be easily corruptible. We need to drain the swamp left and right. Obviously, it's more on the left. That goes without saying. But, uh, yeah. (laughs) DHS is warning New York City morgues are near capacity, this report says. We're going to read what it says, then I'm going to break down my opinions, because right now, coronavirus is hitting the... New York City pretty bad, and they're they're warning that the morgues might overfill. Now, I am curious, and I want you to comment below. Do you think they already had an overfill problem prior to coronavirus? A city of over 8 million people. I'm sure hundreds and hundreds of people die a day in this city. I find it strange that a few hundred deaths over the last week from coronavirus would overfill and flood these morgues to capacity if there wasn't already a pre-existing issue in the the morgue system. So Department of Homeland Security officials were briefed that New York City's morgues are nearing capacity as the corona outbreak strikes the city. The corona outbreak just started. Let's see, according to Worldometers, let's see how many deaths there are right now. And this was a report also from two days ago. So if we're looking in the USA and we go down New York City, total deaths 519, uh, about up to 53 today. Yesterday, it hit 100. Uh, I, I find that odd that that is overfilling the morgues. Um, the uh, DHS officials and the second person familiar with the situation told Political that the morgues in the, US, in, the, in the city are on track to reach capacity next week. Other person familiar with the situation, said that the city's hospital morgues became full over the past seven days. The city official says the city has enacted plans to ready itself for every possible outcome. We're in a public health crisis, and the city has declared a state of emergency, uh, a city hall official said. As part of the declaration, agencies like OCME has enacted emergency contingency plans to help prepare for every possible outcome. AJA Worthy Davis, a spokesperson for the New York City Office of the Chief Examiner, uh, the Chief Medical Examiner, told Politico the concerns presented by the officials might be unfounded. She told Hill she stands by those statements. We don't want to be alarmed and think the morgues are running out of space, she told Hill, stating that it's not the case as the city expands its capacity. So, th- so this, this this person was was saying that. Uh, We don't want people to be concerned over it because the city's just going to expand capacity to meet up with the demand. The OCME in Manhattan can hold 900 bodies, and every borough of the city has its own morgue, she said, according to Politico. So so this this person is is basically saying right now there, there is no issue. We don't want you to think there's an issue. But that doesn't stop the headlines and the people using this uh, to present to make it seem like there's a big issue. This is why you got to read the articles and you got to examine the articles and break it down. A former senior administrator told the officials news outlet that if the morgues hit capacity, the federal government can step in to help. The George W. Bush administration gave moratorium assistance after Hurricane Katrina and 9-11 officials said. The Department of Health and Human Resources manages the disaster uh, morgue... Mor- I'm bad at pronouncing words. Response team, the morgatorium, I don't know, I can't pronounce that word. <laughs> Response team, which works to establish temporary morgues if officials authorize requests their help. So there are steps in place to fix problems like this. Um, 
and apparently it's not even that big of a problem, at least currently. The requests are currently in review and approval process, a spokesperson said. A spokesperson from the New York Governor Andrew Cuomo office said that the city of New York, OCME, submitted requests for additional moratorium uh, assistance. The DH said, okay, uh, that part, okay, this is uh, just, New York has counted more than 30,000 confirmed cases of the coronavirus, making up for more than half of the 60,000 across the country. That Those numbers are out, the, out of date. It's up to 44.8 thousand. That's mostly due to the increased amount of testing. In the U.S., we're at 100,000 total. That doesn't mean that there's a bigger outbreak that, that we're seeing more confirmed cases. We're just testing more than any other country uh, currently. So, uh, headline, New York City more capacity, I find, it, I, how can 400 COVID-19 deaths in a city of 8.6 million overfill morgues? It must have been a capacity issue prior. This is a tweet that I made. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that it is, the media right now is not so much that they're fear-mongering. It's, obviously, they're always fear-mongering. But this is confirmation bias, where you take snippets of reports and articles and something that, you know, let's say the morgues were already filling prior. Now that there's corona in the air, now you can attribute those morgues over or, or that are already overflowing. You got say you got 10 people in the line and one person jumps in the back and that one person that jumps in the back in the line of 10 adds it to 11 is Mr. Coronavirus. And now the line is blamed on the guy in the back. That's that's the same mentality that that is going through when we see articles like this. And this is not the only one. I'm seeing this all the time. It's it's the confirmation bias. The media is running it because they want to get a, a, a specific narrative out there. So they're going to faultily make their headlines get the specific narrative out there. Then you got people on the internet who are also using these articles to further their agenda. And I find it weird because I follow so many prominent right-wing uh, influencers on Twitter, and they're the ones that always, you know, don't trust the media. They'll be the ones that break down articles like this or like the other ones. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing them promote articles just like this one to further their confirmation bias that COVID-19 is going to be destroy and wipe out the world. Or that it's a bigger problem than it is. They, they, they use the confirmation bias and they're, they're taking a headline and they're running with it. They're throwing everything that they built up and everything they stand for out the window because of their confirmation bias. Which, yes, if you want to make a case that coronavirus is way worse than it's being presented, make the case factually. But when there's an article like this, don't just share the article based off the headlines. You got to read the article, and boink! If you go and read the article, it you find out that there really is not that much of a problem currently. Maybe there will be a problem one day. Maybe a week from now there'll be a massive problem. I'm not saying there's not. What I'm saying is, you need to you need to vet what you're going to share. I don't know if they're pur- purposely not vetting. Or they're vetting and hoping people won't vet the article themselves and they're just promoting it because people are just going to read the headline and, oh, well, look, looks turns out he's right. This headline says what he was warning for, but the article doesn't say that. I'm noticing that happen a lot. And if you see other people who I really, I would love for you to send it to me on Twitter if you see a prominent right-wing person share the misinformation where when you read the article, it turns out that's not what the headline you know is really saying. Um... The media does a lot of tricks. 
a lot of tricks. You got to be cunning to it. You got to you got to read the full story. That's that's the moral of the story. Teen football player Anderson dead from corona in New Orleans. Based off this headline, comment below if you think this kid died from coronavirus. It seems like based on this headline, wow, this kid died from coronavirus. Now let's read the article. This is from the New York Post. Obviously sensationalizing the coronavirus in New York is probably going to be a hot ticket item right now for clickbait because of the current crisis that's going on there. A 17-year-old school football player who dreamed of turning pro has died in New Orleans after testing positive for coronavirus. Officials confirm this week. Now, obviously, it is very sad that that this this young boy, this teenager, had to die at all. Uh, Whether it's from coronavirus, you'll find out while you read the article. Uh, Anderson died Sunday. The New Orleans Parish Coroner Office uh, confirmed to the New, New Orleans Advocate with the cause of death still under investigation. So this was Sunday, and I'm reading this right now on a Friday. So it's, it's kind of odd that they waited so long to report on this in the New York Post from something that happened in the New Orleans. It just goes, it gives more, <laughs> it, it just gives more to the, you know, oh, they found this, let's sell it for clicks. His death proves that everyone is at risk from the pandemic, Louisiana Governor uh, uh, said Thursday uh, as the state was eyed as a potential new hotspot for the virus. Nobody should assume this disease will not severely impact them or have the potential to kill them, which, you know, you should take precaution. That That's perfectly fine. Anderson's death was the first of a teen Louisiana, but at least the second in the U.S. with officials in California having revealed Tuesday that a, 19, a 17-year-old boy had died in a complex corona case complex case let's read that because that sounds a little sketchy as well the high school football player's father uh, insisted to the advocate that the exact cause of death was still unclear it was heart failure the dad said people don't want to let you heal i'm so upset i don't know what he means by people don't want to let you heal i don't know if he's referring to emotionally having to deal with or what he's dealing with and people trying to politicize it or there was a problem with his heart previously or he was forced into doing strenuous activities when he wasn't fully healed by a coach. I don't know what that means, to be honest. He admitted his son had not been ill in the days leading up to his death before he became unresponsive and was taken to the hospital where he died Sunday. The advocate said it was not clear from the report when the teen Uh, had been tested for the killer bug. So they don't know when he was tested. He was a fun-loving kid. All he wanted to do was help his mom and dad get to the NFL and take care of us. Now, I I don't want to be dissing this kid. Obviously, it's not meant to diss. But seeing how much wanting to be a pro player is added into this article, uh, it is possible that he was probably, he could have been taken performance-enhancing drugs, you know, steroids or, or different types of steroids, a testosterone booster or something that could be harmful to someone who's, uh, you know, a teenager that could lead to heart failure or a heart attack. That that wouldn't be too uncommon in, in you know, teenager deaths uh, that are, you know, sports-related, that, that, uh, that do sports. Um I don't know how coronavirus gives you heart attacks. That would be the first. 
Orleans Parish School Board Superintendent issued a statement Thursday saying the loss of one of our students is utterly devastating. Uh, it's important for us to need. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. So after reading this article, what do we find out? The cause of death is still unknown. We also find out that it was a heart attack, which is not a symptom of coronavirus. We don't even know when he was tested. He could have been tested after he died. He was showing no symptoms. He wasn't even feeling ill. He had no indication of being ill. It was just one day he uh, he was unresponsive. They took him to the emergency room, and he ended up dying of heart failure. It is There is a zero, literally a zero, unless the virus mutated to attack the heart instead of the lungs. There is a zero percent chance that he was killed from coronavirus now this is the problem with reporting stats will this stat be reported as a death on the next ticker for coronavirus because then that's going to skew our results now we this gets added to that age bracket your chance of survival of that age bracket this is the problem this is why you can't trust the experts. This is why you can't trust the people submitting these reports. Because this kid clearly did not die from coronavirus. But the New York Post wants to sell you on this headline of fear-mongering. And they even updated the article. It says they updated it um, from the time I'm reading this. They updated this one hour ago. I read this a few hours ago. And to me, it doesn't look too updated. Maybe it was a punctuality issue that they updated, but they didn't go off to correct anything in their article. That's the problem. This is why we have problems trusting the media. This is why we have problems trusting these experts. This is why we have problems trusting the reporting numbers. If, if it's not going to be true, if it's not going to be real, then it's totally discredited. When people have political motives behind their reporting, behind their expertise, behind everything, it all starts to make sense what they're, what BS they're giving to us. And this is total BS that they're feeding to us. They're feeding us total nonsense garbage. It's actually ridiculous. And you know what? The sad part is that somebody who I follow, somebody that I'm friends with, Jack Posobiec, uh, I'm not that I'm calling him out or anything, but he he's one of the doomsdayers, and he posted this article as well. And he obviously he got roasted in the comments because you know his audience is one that that you know reads the articles. And the problem is, I don't know. Obviously, he's just posting a story. He's not giving any political opinions on it. But obviously, he gives his own opinions like over tweets, and then you know in between, you know if they're going to read his tweet, are they going to read this article? You know. It, then it adds context, but this tweet alone doesn't have any context. He's just stating the headline and posting the article. And then everybody in the tweets is bad tweet Jack. He tested positive, but the medical examiner says the cause of death is still under review. So why, why are you promoting this? And all the comments are just like that. Uh, you know, article says it indicates heart failure. Uh, so it's, I don't know if, you know, he's not the only one of the right-wing influencers. I don't want to single him out. So I'm not going to even, you know, talk about that. Uh, so that's that's the difficult question. Is Are they being dishonest to themselves for confirmation bias? Or are they just not doing the due diligence before promoting their confirmation bias? 
that's the only problem I have. And that, that doesn't go for just him. It goes for, it goes for everybody. Maybe that was just a one-time mix-up. It's, it's, you know, it's not an attack. I got to get that clear out there because I know how people love to, to poke both sides and make people fight. I'm just giving my opinions. I mean, I would tell him that when I see him, you know, um, so this is the, one of the linked articles. Search for answers on search for answers on a 17-year-old boy's death that may be linked to coronavirus. I'm pretty sure that our other article was linking it to coronavirus when they mentioned it. Officials are trying to determine whether a teenager in Lancaster died from coronavirus and are awaiting the results of more testing. See, right now it seems like the media is trying to get out there the <laughs> the fear-mongering of the virus doesn't just kill old people. Look, it's killing young people too. And they can't even get a single story straight in relation um, of a young person with no prior conditions. But let's see what this one says. Lancaster, 17-year-old, died of septic shock. I don't know what that is. We'll probably find out. According to the Lan- Lancaster mayor, officials initiated he had said he died of corona but later said more tests were needed. The juvenile fatality that the L.A. County, County um, Public okay, reported earlier today will require further evaluation of the Center of Disease Control and Prevention. A county statement read through early testings indicated a positive result for COVID-19. The case is complex and there are many. There may be an alternative examination for this fatality. Patients privately prevented prevents are offering further details at this time. It's possible the boy had corona, but that was not the cause of the death. You don't say. I I only wonder how many headlines were ran based off of this news article to make people believe that the corona is targeting young people now. They had the funeral already. His family uh, has no idea he was the boy in the news so the family didn't even know the boy was in the news. The family didn't even didn't know about COVID-19. They were shaking hands at the funeral. How, how, when was this? The father had been trying to get tested, but uh, not, not, nothing was available. He had just been told to self-quarantine. The family told uh, the teen was complaining of rep- respiratory distress when he first went to an HMO facility. But officials were declined to treat him. The family does not have health insurance. A few days later, the boy was taken to Antelope Valley Regional Medical Care, he said. What are the next steps? The CDC will review his case, and eventually county officials will determine the cause of the death. Question. Does this suggest that suggest children are more at risk than we believe reasonably believe? Not necessarily. It confirms this appears to be the first death of a teenager from coronavirus. Not even maybe from coronavirus. Maybe. It's not even an official, but overall, children are less likely. So at least there's a lick of honesty in this article right over here. Uh, of the more than 600 cases in LA County, only 10 involve people under 17. One reason, uh, one possible reason why babies, toddlers, and young people have not been critically threatened is that their immature immune system may not trigger inflammation severity enough to result in pneumonia. A septic shock or organ failure. So he died from a symptom that would be related to coronavirus that would normally kill somebody, but they don't know if he died from coronavirus. He could have died from something completely different, and coronavirus could have been just dormant in his system. He died from X, and he so happened to have coronavirus, but there's just not enough data. There's not enough uh, 
of the autopsy to, to prove one or the other. This is this is the problem. This is the problem. Hillary Clinton lies to attack Trump. She tweeted out, "He did a promise. He did promise America first. The U.S. now leads the world in confirmed corona cases," reported the New York Times. I tweeted out a day ago, "We're number one in confirmed cases. This is due to a high amount of testing issued by Trump." A good thing to stop the spread. Now the left, who called him racist for his travel ban, is blaming Trump's poor leadership for high confirmed cases. They understand nothing. And it's true. I replied back, was it America first in Benghazi? So glad you're not president. I literally called out your misinformation yesterday. So Hillary and obviously a lot of the other Democrats, they're using right now the high confirmed cases in the USA to attack Trump. Trump specifically issued massive testing so we can get the most proper report on the high corona case numbers. When you compare this to the other countries that are not testing as much, they could have more cases of coronavirus. But since they're not testing, it's not popping up. We're trying to—this is a good thing. More testing is a good thing because you know who to quarantine. You know who to treat. You, you, you know more data. You have more data. You can get a better death rate percentage. You can get a better um, infection rate spread. It's estimated that there's probably over a million people in America right now that has corona. But now that we're doing more testing, obviously probably more than a million. It's probably a few million because now at the time of recording this, we're at over 100,000 confirmed cases. That's just confirmed. And I think about 30% that go in for the test come out positive. The other 70% come out negative. Those percentage might have, might have changed. But obviously the people going in are either extremely paranoid or showing some symptoms. So if we were going to break it down, um, the people getting the test would obviously have the most high likelihood of having corona. Me personally, I'm not experiencing symptoms, so I wouldn't go and get the test. But I could still possibly have it. So if I had to do my numbers and estimating, probably like, Less than 5% of the country probably has it, maybe a few percent. I don't know. I don't know, but it's still a lot of people. It still probably is into the millions, um, which is good and bad. It's good because it shows that the death rate is actually lower um, than than what it was initially thought. Um, the bad thing is that we it's spreading more which could also be a good thing because people are going to get more immune, build up the antibodies, and create a herd immunity just from being exposed to it, even though over, I think it was 90, probably 99% of cases, if you're going to factor in the unconfirmed cases, because the unconfirmed cases will be the asymptomatic or the super mild cases. If you were to do the math, it would come out to about, oh, probably over 99% of the cases are either mild or asymptomatic. It's that 1% that is serious, uh, that could lead to potential death. And these numbers might be even lower if you're factoring in all of the estimated non-confirmed cases. If we go to the World Health Organization, uh, the Worldometer, I don't even know what I was saying right there. If we go to Worldometers, uh, based on the confirmed cases, there are 95% in mild and 5% in critical condition. That is very important because that's only on actually that's only on active cases. It's not even on the total confirmed total overall cases on active cases. Active confirmed cases five percent are in serious or critical condition. Now they're saying that over five they, they, there is probably ten to twenty times more actual cases versus the confirmed. 
And what that does is that makes your mild condition percentage rise and the serious percentage lower. And the reason, obviously, all serious cases are going to be tested for because you're showing a massive amount of symptoms to the point where you need medical treatment. So all of those cases will appear. The mild, I see, like someone like me, I could already have corona dormant in my system. Nobody would ever know. I have no reason to get tested. That's just a small anecdotal case. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for watching. Like, subscribe, notifications on. Uh, subscribe to my podcast, America the Podcast. Link is in the description. Thank you guys for watching. Peace out.